You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Greetings, everyone. It's your pal Dave Juskow with Breaking News. This show has spent so many hours talking about the mysteries of Laura. Tonight, we're moving on. That's right. No more of the nonsense and the obsession that became a reality from just one stupid poster a man saw driving down Sunset Boulevard that spoke to him about the state of television. This host has a new obsession, and his name is John Mulaney. Who is John Mulaney, you ask? No one still knows, because no one's watching and no one cares. Where's Chris Elliott when you need him? And why are the Jets still a professional football team? Why can't the New York Jets move to Los Angeles and we'll take a team that actually wants to win? Why does their horrid new quarterback go to the movies during practices and their evil backup quarterback admit he's not prepared for games? I mean, where's Jumbo Elliott when you need him? The pendulum has made her pick and the New York Jets always make a turn counterclockwise. And that's not the good tarot card counterclockwise when you turn over the death card. My grandmother used to read our tarot cards all the time. She told us the death card just meant change. But the counterclockwise of the pendulum is a fate worse than death. It's a humiliation, an embarrassment, and the what is called the New York Jets all rolled into one. It's a Fleetwood Mac chicken wing eating John Mulaney week seven edition of The Spread with Dave Juskow. Good evening, everybody. It's uh, Dave Juskow, and it's uh, week seven on our little show we like to call The Spread with Dave Juskow. And, of course, not leaving anything out, Mr. Jack Pesson. Very professional this week, David. Thank you. You know, I've been uh, working on that for at least uh, three weeks. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to make it seem like it's, oh, it's coming off the top of my head. It's all but, off the um, cuff, folks. Off the cuff. That's what they call me, off the cuff. Just got with you on a chilly Tuesday morning. I, yeah, whenever I do that voice, that's all I can say. A chilly Tuesday morning in Philadelphia. Da, da. <laughs> but yeah, the Philly fanatic are here today. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of comedy I like to do. Listen, we've got a great show for you today. We're going back to the old format. I mean, what was up with last week? I mean, that was the best show we've ever done. It was the most entertaining. It was exciting. We said, screw the format. But you and I were anal. A little bit. We have trouble screwing the format. <laughs> you know, as a Jew, sometimes you can't just askew protocol. What's the matter with you? Are you crazy calling yourself a Jew in this day and age? Oh, my God. Don't is, tell uh, anybody. ISIS is listening. We're here. <laughs> We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Paul Lynn with you on a chilly Tuesday morning. <laughs> I like to do Paul Lynn imitations because, ladies and gentlemen, the reason that if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, the reason why nobody's ever heard of me is because I do Paul Lynn imitations, and um, no one knows who that is anymore. I mean, some of the people my age, and even they have trouble remembering who Paul Lynn was, and those are the kind of imitations I do, and in my comedy, and that's why, again, like me and John Mulaney, <laughs> nobody's heard of me. Uh, but I enjoy doing that Paul Lynn imitation. It makes me laugh, and that's what's important, isn't it? Well, you are. I think you have to start selling yourself as a master of 80s impressions. Uh, uh, this is like a... Oh, I don't have to uh, sell myself on that. I already am I just need to uh, open my <laughs> mouth, goddammit. <laughs> that's what I do. I actually uh, did a gig with our pendulum-picking Irene Bremis uh, last Thursday. Oh, that's right, on the beautiful island of Staten. Exactly. In this German <laughs> bar, which, you know, already I was having... You know, flashbacks. Feeling uncomfortable. Feeling very uncomfortable. But it's Oktoberfest, and I tell you, that Irene is all right. You know, not just are her <laughs> pendulum picks amazing. Amazing. Again. Oh, okay. a win I mean, let's just go into it. Yes. I mean, okay, here's the story. Last week, Irene is 6-0. and Last week, she picked the Eagles. I said on this show, not only did she pick the Eagles, but she, remember I couldn't come up with the word, emphatically? Yes, <laughs> emphatic. Said, the Eagles are going to basically annihilate the Giants. She said this, I said it on the air, mm -hmm. and that is what happened. My God, if I'm not sitting there watching that Sunday night game, again, once in bewilderment. Well, she did say annihilate and 27 nothing would have to be an annihilation. 31 nothing, I believe oh, it was. 31. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, either way. I don't know what, this pendulum pick is getting out of control. 
It's insane. It's got a mind of its own, but that's what she says. It's got a mind of its own. It's, to- it's totally got a mind of its own. And now it's covering spreads, Jessica. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. The <laughs> Eagles were favored by three, and it completely covered the spread. Uh, the other times we've had underdogs or we've had no spreads, and I don't even know what to say. I mean, it's just... Uh, well, you see, it was interesting because you started easy uh, with her with the pendulum pick to just give it a shot. Right. And then you've been increasing the difficulty, and she's coming through every week. Every week. And uh, later on in, in the half hour mark, we'll give this week's pendulum pick. And oh. it is a great one and a classic. Now, just to um, go over this week, this weekend, Jack and I went to see Fleetwood Mac. Yes, we did. With our respective spouses. That's right. Um, I, I don't have one, so I just bought a common <laughs> whore. But uh, Jack had a spouse, and she was there, and she's delightful. Uh, but our friend uh, Jessica Pilot was there, and she was kind enough to actually tweet last week's uh, podcast. Yes, very she nice. was. Somehow she has 16,000 followers. I have three, and um, that's helpful. If you looked like Jessica, maybe you'd have 17,000 followers. I used to look like Jessica, and I never got those kind of followers. <laughs> but uh, Jessica Pilot is a doll, and she's uh, very kind. And we all went to the Fleetwood Mac show together, and it was super fun. And let me tell you something. It was a miracle. I mean, we got there, and what, what did we have? <laughs> what did we have? Our own suite. It was literally, it was, it was one of the suites, except there was no one else in it. Yeah, it was, uh, I felt like the owner of the team, of the, of the Prudential Center. You know, I mean, I mean, it was amazing. It was great. And the woman who set us up with the suite, this girl, Tuota, I can never pronounce her name probably, but she's amazing. She called me, I, and I, I tried to tell you this, but you don't pick up your phone. She asked me what kind of beer I would like in the suite. She's like, oh, what kind of beer do you... I noticed your beer drinkers, because she saw us last time piling down those beers uh, at the Eagles concert. She's like, what kind of beer do you like? I'm like, well, I like Sam Adams, and the girls like Amstel Light. When I say the girls, I meant you. Uh, no, but I, I, but I didn't think there wouldn't be any hard liquor there. I just, I didn't know she was just giving us You thought us you beer. were getting the specifics down. Right, right. So uh, there was no hard liquor, so Jack and I asked for Jack Daniels. We're like, can we have a bottle of Jack Daniels? And they're like, uh, well, that's not part of the deal. I'm like, I said, maybe you don't know who my father is. <laughs> and there was a bottle of Jack Daniels there within 10 minutes. And I was mad that it was 10 minutes. It should have been five. And then we, we got pretty messed up. We got pretty messed up. And I will say that, you know, we spent a little bit of time making fun of the uh, flow of a 70-year-old band. I was just going to talk about that because I was so messed up. I didn't realize how messed up I was <laughs> until the next day when I didn't know how we got home. You, know, well, you were that messed? I think I was. Get out I, of I was here. confused. Yeah, I don't remember any of the night. The only thing I remember is, like you're saying, the stupid flow of this band. I don't know. What are they call Fleetwood Mac, is it? What uh, is it? Is these kids. <laughs> these kids are not kids. And it was supposed to be a big heralded concert. You know, Christine McVie is back, so they're allowed to do. It's like Spinal Tap, where they can't do any of their songs because um, Nigel's left the band. They're like, well, that's a cozy 10 minutes. So I don't know how they were touring all these years without her. Well, it was so funny because they had her like stand up and it was like, oh, they're going to bring it back now. This yeah. is, look at this. Yeah. So, I mean, it was. It was okay. I don't remember anything about it. We were so obsessed with the suite and just having a good time and the drinking. One we thing didn't even watch. I will say for the record, the one thing that we made sure we did, we all sat down in the seats to watch Landslide. That was the one thing I we wasn't sitting to on do. that. I was uh, disrespecting it. You were uh, no, doing I just something sat and I was, uh, in I'm the like, background. That, you know, that's just between us. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. that in case there's somebody listening who like, uh, I'm not giving them sweets again. He shouldn't be taking off his pants in the suite. But I can't help myself. I can't help myself. If I'm in a suite and no one else is there, I'm going to take off my pants. That's what I do. And I was getting some nasty looks from the people in the suites next door. I mean, they were nasty looks anyway. And I was dancing around. I was having a great time. You were having an awesome time. I kept pretending I was running into the wall. I was just having such a good time. And the people in the suites next door, I kept going like, how you doing? You know, I was like going to climb over and say hello. And they were just like, what is the matter with you? Because... You know, they're there for the actual show, so they were getting really angry. Our lovely uh, hostess, Ebony, who was uh, working that was on her name? suite. That was her name. Oh, I was, thought you were just... No, I'm not. That's your business. Oh, you're, that's you're, you're the racist one. <laughs> you called her a redskin, and then she said her name that's was That's what uh, I do. That's Ebony. what I do now. Apparently, it's the more offensive term. She called us the, fu- uh, the fun group for the night. Yeah, she I said know. everyone we, else was boring. We were all, of course they were. Right, that's right. That's who said it. I told you I was <laughs> completely hammered. I, right, I knew somebody called us fun. Right, everybody yeah. else was boring. Let alone... At the end of this show, I mean, they're, they're 107. At the end of the show, I've never seen a band like this before. I can't even oh. call them a band. Oh. This is what I wanted to tell you. I mean, Stevie Nicks gets up and she starts saying, 
hey, I just want to tell you you're all beautiful and you know whatever. I remember we were so excited because she did Seven Wonders, which is actually the song I wanted because she said, and that's from American Horror Story, bitches. <laughs> I mean, witches. She messed up. Um, no, but uh, I was excited because that's the only American Horror Story I watched, which, by the way, we were talking to the next time that American Horror Story had the greatest opening of an epic yes. show and like you said 20 years but um yes. anyway she gets up at the end she starts talking hey you know all the witch stuff and whatever you're great everybody and i just want to say this and that and i just want to add here this is a packed house which yeah. was impressive i mean this was sold out and right then they, they left they did their encores yep. and then at the end of the encores she comes up and she says something then mick fleetwood comes on and nobody wants to see this guy and he's saying <laughs> whatever the hell he's saying nobody's paying attention we just want more music <laughs> We just wanted to stay in the suite longer. Yeah, the crowd wanted more true. songs. I don't know what they played or didn't play. I don't even know what they did for the encore. I mean, it really was a mess. I remember the Eagles. I remember that very vividly, so it couldn't have been as... The e I remember what they played in the whole when we came in for the Joe Walsh set. It was, that was amazing. Yeah, they, they had a, a, better, much better it was deal. a better show. Well, they also ended with a song. These people, Big Fleet, were going, okay, so we'll see you later. And then they turn up the lights and everybody leaves. Like It's like a... The show is over. Ladies and gentlemen, please leave. You know. Hey, Michael Caine from Noises Off, everybody. <laughs> I, I just, it just doesn't make any sense why you'd want to end a show like that. Why wouldn't they say what they want to say and then be like, we'll leave you with this last one. And then you walk like, out in a happy... I was depressed after they started talking. It sounded... Because it, like, it was like, hey, you know, we're 70. You might not see us again. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, way to leave the crowd, uh, you know, in a bad mood now. I'm like, geez, I don't know what to say. But No, we uh, were all kind of like a little weirded out yeah. after it happened because it really took the wind out of the... Yeah, uh, it really did. The whole thing. It really did. So fuck but, you, uh, Mick Fleetwood. Yeah. That's the way uh, we felt about that uh, show this weekend. Anyway, let's get back to football. And uh, well, we were talking about the Jets at the beginning. I mean, the Jets are a complete mess and disaster. They happen to be me and Jack's favorite team, and Ugh. it's a major bummer, and I don't know why they're our favorite team. I always choose another team throughout the year since I've been a Jets fan because I need to root for something else. Last year it was the Broncos. This year I just hate the Broncos. So you'll I'm go just mad about what happened in the Super Bowl, but I still love them. You'll Well, that's a little uh, financial issue too. But uh, True. The, uh, So you will go with an AFC team, you know, because I pick like an NFC team. To I don't, I'll go with anything. It. I don't really care. Anything that strikes my fancy. I used to like the Carolina Panthers. I don't know what I'm going Until with Until they this got year. that Redskin at quarterback. Who, oh, <laughs> I was trying to can figure it out. Um, I don't know who I like this year. I don't, and nobody, I guess. I just don't care. I haven't been rooting for anything. I just don't really. Sound very I'm dispassionate, really, David. I am because the Jets are. It's just if you're at your job and you suck at your job, you get fired. Why is Geno Smith allowed to play in pro sports? He's horrible. He goes to the movies and misses practices. He's just not a professional, and he's getting paid so much money, and we don't get paid anything, and we're here every day on time with prepared material. You know, I print stuff, and what am I doing this week? I'm working with my laptop. Old man Juskow is deciding to do a lot of the electronic stuff this well, time. And to update you, David, it's not a laptop. It's a Microsoft Service Touch Pro. I was not a kid. I don't know what that means. But <laughs> just to kind of enjoy it. It's a wonderful thing. I even got, look, this electric uh, mouse. So what, what do you call it? A wireless uh, thing? Some sort of lasers coming I out I put of a it. little cheese next to it. It does its own job. It's unbelievable. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just completely unacceptable. And it really makes me angry. And that's, again, why I probably go to the Giants games instead of the Jets games. I don't want to be in that parking lot. It's stupid. And they're going to lose so bad this week to the stupid... Evil New England oh, Patriots, God. which we hate. And that's a Thursday night game. And every time they always schedule a Thursday night game for the Jets and the Patriots. And every time it's an embarrassment for the Jets. And I, I don't know whether they do it on purpose. And the NFL just thinks, oh, that'll be hilarious again. I can't imagine they want to do that now that it's on CBS. But every CBS game, as we've been talking about on Thursdays, and it always coincides with our television format of the yes. show, is a blowout. Except for last week, which was a blowout, as I was watching in this German bar. And then um, Houston started pulling again, so it made it a game. So thank God. And, and that CBS, the NFL and CBS on Thursdays is doing very well. Right. Which is weird because they're all blowouts. So by pretty much 930, the game is over. And yet people are still watching. So it's very successful, even though the games have There's a lot of eyeballs on that because they're simulcasting it on NFL Network at the same time. And you know what the worst part is? Like last week, the... Uh, Jets played pretty good, even though you knew they were going to lose and something was going to happen at the end. Yeah, but there was a chance there at the time, and I'm watching the Red Zone Network all the time, so I don't even... And then I'm like, I see it's happening. I'm like, well, I'll tune over. 
And then as soon as I turn over, there's a problem and Geno Stone <laughs> and interception and then they cover the spread, which made me mad because I chose the Jets this week, I think. I think I changed. No, 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 I didn't. I picked the Broncos. I picked the Broncos. Yeah. I. It's funny. Yeah. Where, where, what was this? Week six? Yeah. Week six. So this, for uh, this was week. Uh, yeah. or, no, or was it week seven? No, it's week six. This going into week seven. I did pick the Broncos. Uh, it wasn't my key pick, but I did pick them and they just won by eight and a half. Uh, by a late touchdown of Geno throwing an interception, and I couldn't have been happier. That's what I, I couldn't have been happier. I'm like, if you're gonna lose, lose, cover the spread. You see, know? that's like my point was that it's only like uh, you know they're one and what four, and we're already just hoping they cover the spread right, when they right. lose. And that Jacksonville is such a bag of crap. You know, I'm not gonna pick Jacksonville and Pooh because they haven't won a game. Meanwhile, this week they decide to cover the spread at the very last minute, and that's something I wanted to talk about too. I don't know if you heard about. The, you know how I love uh, team mascots? Yes. Well, I don't know if you heard about the Jacksonville Jaguars mascot. His name is Jackson DeVille. <laughs> and he's an anthropomorphic jaguar. So he's like a human jaguar? I, I don't know. He looks like the Cheetos guy commercial, so I oh, kind of like him because he's cool. Does he wear sunglasses? I don't know. He should because that Cheetos guy's awesome. That he Cheetos guy's like me. a crack dealer. Yeah, that Cheetos guy does a lot of like orange cocaine and stuff, <laughs> but he is like a But he was doing, uh, they were playing Pittsburgh, I guess, and he was saying that the terrible towels carry Ebola. <laughs> and he had a huge sign and he had to apologize. They had to make the mascot apologize. Let me tell you when things have gone too far, when the mascot needs to apologize. What's that apology? He either has to talk in... Uh, he, you know, what's it going to be? He's going to take off his unit. It's either gonna, he's not going to take off his head and he's just going to sound like... <laughs> or he's going to take it off and be like... Um, he's going to talk like you. <laughs> Try doing the apology as the Jacksonville Jaguar. Hello, this is Jackson DeVille. Hello, this is Jackson DeVille and I would like to apologize for... <laughs> Any offense that I brought upon anyone. That's what I always wanted to be. You know, that's like my favorite thing. Somebody takes off that mascot and they talk like you. You know, you're not expecting they're zany and they're doing all the stunts and the backflips. And then uh, all of a sudden, like, I would like a pay raise. And I'll tell you why. Because I worked summer stock. <laughs> I mean, that's like my dream come true. But it's uh, it's bad when a, when a mascot has to apologize. It's ridiculous. Geno Smith gave the finger to one of the fans and he had to apologize. I say... I don't even care about that. Who cares? But this guy's out of control. He's a horrible quarterback. He's a bag of crap, and the Jets suck. I can't even talk about it anymore. I, you, if you have, I know you have something to say, so go ahead. But I was just going to say, I, that I in, the, in the Daily News, they did like everything from like Joe Namath to like Tim Tebow, like all these wild picks. And literally, the person who won was Matt Sims, won the poll as yeah, to who the fans want to that, see. That's start. what we want to see. Of course we want to see, because <laughs> why not? Why not at this point? Let's see a guy that's going to try that's, uh, you know, legacy in a way, and uh, maybe something will happen. I don't know. The worst part about him is if Phil, uh, ironically, Phil Sums will cover that game Thursday. <laughs> he can't right. watch his son play. He, I, I mean, obviously he'll have to call the game, but he can't take it. He had he trouble with Chris Sims. When oh, he was playing, right, with Tampa. Yeah, he gets like uh, Ajita, you know, <laughs> and he can't watch his son play. Why are you not as good as me? No, I think it's like a nice thing. Like of he course. doesn't want to see him get hurt or anything. So that listen, um, again, man. like we said, we're getting back to the format. Now check this out with college. And again, I was watching college game day last week, and they went to Mississippi State this time. Last week they went to Mississippi. They've never been to Mississippi. Did they spend the whole, the whole time. week in Mississippi? I, I, don't, I, I doubt that very much. <laughs> but they went to see Mississippi State. Mississippi State that uh, I don't even – who were they playing? I don't even know, but they became the number one team in the nation. They won. I, th I don't know who they played, but um, – We're going to find out, do a little investigation. And uh, Lee Corso got the pick right. He picked the Bulldogs, and they had uh, Palpable, Papelbon. What's uh, his name? Jonathan, Jonathan Papelbon. Pa the Phillies closer? Oh, is he the Phillies closer? Did he yeah. used to work for Boston, though? Yeah, he was right, in right. Boston. Yeah, 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 he was the guest this time, and he was pretty cool. He's very manly. Um, that turns you on, doesn't it? I like manly dudes, like uh, <laughs> Peyton Manning, who's manly, very manly, unless, unless he's playing the Super Bowl, and hilariously funny. So, yeah, that does turn me on, because that's in my next life, I wouldn't mind coming back as that. As Oh, you wouldn't mind being Peyton Manning? That would be okay with you? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady would be a better deal, I think, because we all know who he's married to. Who, by the way, in the post, is still so hot. Giselle, still so pretty. Oh, they had yeah. her in a new... Th she's promoting, like, Chanel number no. 5 or something, and she just still is a really hot. And I just... The two of them are so funny. They're still at the top of their games, and I think they're just going to retire together, you know? Well, and should. then, of course, they'll get divorced because they'll they have nothing should. to talk about. But let me tell you, as you know, I do it... Uh, uh, five or six, whatever team tees. Oh, who they play? Oh, they play the 
Auburn Tigers who were ranked. No, 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 no. That's not six. last week, is it? October 11th. Oh, right, right. And they beat the hell out of them, 38 yeah. to 23. And they were the sixth ranked team, Auburn. Yeah, so yeah. How about a... that? Now they're number one. But I'm not sure how the rankings go for college now until they, they have the new system for the playoffs. Oh, with the I'm not sure. bowl But anyway, anyway I do these, these teases where I get 10 points. We talk about them all the time, which you can see at www.davejuskow.blogspot.com. Right. Now, last week I spelled out, I like to spell out the names, as you know. I won last week. I won again last week. I won the week before. I spelled out Sarah, who was our calling guest oh, last okay. week, who yes, was wonderful yes. and you know told us uh, some great Saturday Night Live stuff. And I spelled that Sarah. I completely won the bet again, which paid me $122, which uh, I won the pendulum pick. I am I won $590 again last week. I'm up $2,823. That's from our the original bounce thousand. in your step is that extra money in your pocket. So I'm up $1,800. Uh, it's unbelievable. Now um, that goes in the kitty, right? That's for the show. Yes. Um, now, I, but what the Michigan State Spartans played Purdue. They uh, had the minus eleven. They completely covered the Akron Zips. Completely covered minus four. The Toledo Rockets. That was the Rockets. Was the R and Sarah. Uh, the Crimson Tide. How about this? Okay. Alabama played Arkansas. I had them minus half a point. They won by one. Oh wow! That usually works the opposite way for me every time. See, now you're playing with the real money. And then it's I working. took the TCU Horned Frogs as the H, plus 18 and a half. They won the game. <laughs> so I won that. So this week, as we're going into the uh, television portion later, I spelled out our new favorite show, Mulaney. Oh, terrific. It's a seven-team tease, I think. Yeah, seven teams. I'm really going for it this week. I'm taking it all. I put 50 to win 162. You don't win that much, but uh, no, but you it's, know, it's just a joke it's and it's funny fun. and it's fun. It's hilarious. So here's a spell out Mulaney this week. I took the North Texas Mean Green. <laughs> That's their name. That's the their name. Green. The Mean Green. <laughs> Minus half a point over Southern Miss. I took for the U. I had a couple of choices. I, uh, the Utah Utes, but they play on Thursdays. And I don't want to take any Thursdays games because then all of a sudden, when you're listening to the show, they're like, oh, he's wrong already. <laughs> yeah, it's a major problem. You got to wait till Saturday, right? So I took the UCLA Bruins. Okay. Who I like UCLA a lot. I like when I'm in California, I like listening to the sports stations there because they cover college football. And in New York, and you know I love listening to Mike Francesa and the fan. Of course. They don't cover any college football. They cover none. This is it's not very a college rare. football town. And you know I like Rutgers. Yeah. And they just don't co cover the college. And it's a basketball city, David. Other cities cover college sports. And I like it's the true. in LA, they cover everything because they have the Bruins. So I, I like the Bruins. They're playing California. It's a tough game. I have them plus three for the L. Of the New Mexico Lobos. Nice. Now listen to this. I got the New Mexico. You ready for this? You ready for the degenerate gambling the degenerate portion? This gambling is the stuff thing. Artie loves. Artie Lang <laughs> loves. He would have me on the show because of this bet. Are you ready? <laughs> I have the New Mexico Lobos playing at Air Force. Yes. Plus 20 points. Nice. However, for the A in Mulaney, I took Air Force against New Mexico as a pick to win the game. Wow. But I'm saying they're going to win then less than 20. I'm going to say that's going to even out and I'm going to get in the middle. <laughs> and that is the most degenerate gambling thing you could possibly do. I am playing with complete house money on this stupid thing and I'm just trying to come up with funny names but I keep winning. <laughs> like I can't help myself. So for the end, because I love picking Rutgers, I yeah. took them because they, they are in New Brunswick. New Jersey. <laughs> oh, good. So I thought you were spelling Knights with an N. No, and <laughs> I have them. Are you ready for this against Ohio State? Plus 29 and a half points. Now, this is a Jesus. huge game for Rutgers. It's their first time they're going to Ohio State. I mean, this is going to be amazing. They're 5-1. and one. Is there a chance? I don't I know. Wonder, it's going to be the wow. biggest. That'll be the biggest win in school history if they beat Ohio State. I truly believe that. What was that first uh, biggest win in school history when they had I guess that Michigan. bowl game? No, the, oh, bowl, the bowl game, game? a few years oh, ago. the Insight Bowl <laughs> in Toronto? Insight Nobody cares. <laughs> now, I took Michigan State uh, because they're East Lansing again because the E's are driving me crazy. It's always just that Eagles e or anything else. I'm sorry. So I took true. Michigan State minus five against Indiana, which makes no sense. There's something up with that game just the way the Alabama game was with Arkansas last week. Why was it such a low spread? Something's up with that game. Sounds like the fix is insane. Well, that's what it sounds like. And then I took, uh, you, I put, the, I had this wrong. I took the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets yes. for the Y at plus seven and a half against North Carolina. So we will see. And that spells out Mulaney. <laughs> and we will see if our luck continues as I believe it will. Will Mr. Juskow's picks be luckier than and the actual John where? Mulaney? You can see him again on www.davejuskow.blogspot.com. Okay, now, 
Let's get to the pendulum pick. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. I don't know it yet. So no, this I haven't is, told you. This is exciting for Okay, me. now, when I'm picking the pendulum pick, I am trying to make something interesting, something a little controversial. I think the Giants-Eagles pet was an outstanding example Absolutely. of something that's interesting and fun and picking against the grain like the Eagles, especially, you know, if we were in Philadelphia, nobody would have cared. I mean, if we mm-hmm. said the Eagles are going to crush the Giants, they would have said, like, that's a great pick. And so, of course, everybody knows that. But here in New York, they're like, you're crazy. You're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. So my niece Liza has been listening. She's in the football pool. Yes, she Liza is. Rocks. She does a good job. She's been listening. She plays the pen- she's obsessed. She plays the pendulum pick every week, and she's been getting all her key picks right. And it's so funny when I see people that have their key picks wrong, because I'm like, what do you don't not listen to the podcast? What we have a stupid? couple of people in there. They got They're like idiots. one or zero key wins. They're idiots, Jack. <laughs> idiots. Genuine idiots. Came from this upbringing. This woman is six and zero. Oh. Their parents are probably idiots too. Comes from upbringing, right? <laughs> Lorraine, if you ever marry a guy like that, I'll disown you. <laughs> you got to put the whole thing. Anyway, I had a couple things to choose from this week. Now, I, I could pick the Giants-Dallas again. I mean, that's a really interesting one. What's the spread? It's five and a half, which is Ooh. so big for Dallas. I think I picked the Giants in that one to cover the spread. But in, that's an interesting one. You could pick San Francisco-Denver. Oh, I but like that's that. That's another Sunday night game, and we've already done two of those already. Um I like San Diego, Kansas City. I thought that was interesting. Ooh. And my big one was Detroit, New Orleans. Oh, that's, a, that's an and interesting And it was a small... I'm trying to pick the small spreads. I don't want it to go crazy, you know, with the spreads. But here's the one I came up with. Okay. It's a really good one. When I showed it to my friend, uh, Caitlin, mm-hmm. I said, which one do you think I picked? And she said, Indianapolis, Cincinnati. She called it? Yeah, she called it exactly. She knew exactly which one would be the most interesting one. Now, Cincinnati tied last week. Oh, well, Can you uh, believe that? Uh, against uh, Carolina. With that they stupid tied. fucking field goal rule. <laughs> the guy missed the field goal. What Our a former tool. kicker, Mike Nugent, former oh, Jet draft pick. Good. That makes me so happy. Because <laughs> you know how people always excel when they leave the Mets or the Jets? <laughs> of course. That made me the most happiest person. Yeah. So Jeff Kent becoming a Hall of Fame second baseman. <laughs> right. Or uh, <laughs> Robin Ventura. Right? Wasn't that another guy? Right. Ugh. Drives me crazy. So Indianapolis at Cincinnati. Indianapolis favored by three. Okay. Okay. So there is a spread. It's at Cincinnati. Is it? No, it's in Indianapolis. Oh, it's in, so it's in the dome. Yeah. By three. I picked this week, and she didn't give it the verve. Is that the right? The, the vigor. I like that vigor. she gave I it with uh, the Eagles last week, but she was dead set that here is this week's pendulum pick: the Cincinnati Bengals in an upset, technically on the road. And not playing that well lately. No, not as well as they started off the season after that down. New England loss. Yeah. So there it is, folks. Cincinnati, can she go seven and zero? Let me tell you something. I've already called the Post and the Daily News and said you might want to have me write a column for this because um, this is interesting stuff. This is getting into it's Halloween. This is getting into some supernatural shit. I like uh, that. I like that approach. You may want me to write this. That's a good approach. It, no, I mean, if she goes seven and zero, well, now you got something I mean, to talk about. Six and zero is amazing anyway, but seven and zero. At seven and zero, you can at least get a column. Uh, I just want to talk about this last thing before we move to the football thing uh, because it's so funny. My aunt Judy, who's also in the football pool, yes, sent me this uh, this piece yesterday. I'm killing it, Zionist devil. Is just doing oh, you are. You're well. doing very well in the pool. She <laughs> sent me this uh, article called, uh, uh, there's a, a guy, this guy, uh, John McGee of Wildwood, New Jersey, from okay. around where I'm from, died uh, on October 5th, and his nickname, which they put on his gravestone, is Jew Boy. Get And it showed up on here. his obituaries in the Philadelphia Inquirer, and they said, uh, <laughs> where is it here? It's a John Jew Boy. On October 5th of Wildwood, formerly of Schuylkill, loving husband of the Lake Clary. That's what it says in the thing. They're like, the newspaper run ran, uh, told Phil that the na- nickname never should have ran. Duh. Uh, we are taking action. It's an oversight. It's in quotes. John Jewboy McGee. 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 Where do you get that name? Look, it's a very Jewish name. McGee. Now, that's my nickname, so it's weird that this guy would also have. At least it goes um, with your name. There's a minute left, but I uh, years ago I was in uh, Montreal Comedy Festival with, uh, you know, some really heavy hitters, uh, Kathy uh, Kathy Griffin, oh, yeah. and uh, 
uh, gee, I can't remember at the time. Uh, really great people. Marin and people like that. Uh, it wasn't Marin. It was Dave Cross. Oh, Dave. And Cross, I was on a okay. show with them. I was completely honored to be on it. You know, like because uh, but we were all just starting out. And Andy Kindler was wearing a Bagel Boy shirt. <laughs> uh, we weren't paying attention to it. And one of the techs yelled out while we were practicing the show, "Hey, Bagel Boy!" <laughs> and we're like, "What the? What the look at this." The anti-Semitism. Look what happens as soon as we go to Quebec. And then we look down and we see his T-shirt and it said, "Big oh, oh, gotcha. Okay, so uh, here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Why can't I stop? Oh, it's playing again. I... A little technical Sorry. difficulty yeah, right well, here. you know, this is what I, uh, I told you. It's my first time doing the tech, so... I'm doing the best I can, folks. Please, with a limited intelligence. I like watching him try and do this. I know. It's exciting. If there, <laughs> if there was an audience here today, people would be enthralled. All right. Now, we're at the TV section. Now, this week, I am all about Mulaney. Now, we're going to go over a couple things. Now, first of all, what I want to do... I'm sorry. I'm all... That's all right. I want to get everything together. I wanted to. I just wanted to brush up a couple things about Saturday Night Live last week. I know we talked about it at length um, last week with Sarah, kind of, but there were a couple things I didn't get to that I really wanted to say because they're interesting. And um, well, you had such an action-packed weekend. I think it needed two shows to cover the. Yeah, uh, well, it's thing. true. It's true. So I just wanted to tell a couple things about Saturday Night Live, which I thought was so interesting. I was there at Saturday Night Live. Now. You're talking about the less than 1% of people probably ever get to go see oh, Saturday yeah. Night Live. It's been on for 40 years. Right. But you could say not 1% of the population, but there's a very small percentage of people that actually get to see Saturday Night Live being live. done live. Right. right. There's a couple of people that get to see the dress rehearsal mm -hmm. or whatever, but it's very rare to see it live. So I haven't been there in 20 years, and um, I just thought there were some things that I wanted to say, which I thought people who listen to this show would find very interesting. Hey. Obviously, Sarah's talking hey. about it. Uh, it's just the, the Lord Michaels with the blender and everything. That was fucking hilarious. That was completely fascinating. <laughs> That's golden. I mean, for him to be so worked up about telling that it's his, it was his idea to move the blender an inch and a half, and Sarah has nothing to do with that blender. She happens to be in the sketch, but is not working with the blender or anything. And That's it was like, like so weird. And it's just before she's about to do her monologue, you know, like, oh, one last thing, Sarah. <laughs> I'm moving the blender, like, uh, right. And she's like, for the, she's probably like for the 1254 sketch, because I'm not really too concerned with the blender. Right. It was, it was very strange. <laughs> but um, before about 1120, uh, the show airs obviously at 1130, about 1120, mm -hmm. Keenan Thompson. That's his name, right? Keenan yeah, Keenan Thompson. Who's very funny. He's, been he's funny offstage. Yeah. He's, he's funny a very dude. funny person. And you can't say that for a lot of people. I, I get the feeling if you meet Bill Hader in person, who's so funny in character, he wouldn't be that so hilarious in person. Like Christopher Guest, I think we've talked about before. Yes. I mean, here's a guy who's so funny in character. But when he used to do the news, and I've heard in person, he's just a zombie, <laughs> you know, which is so weird. Uh, meeting Martin Short, that guy's a character in person. He's just as delightful as you would think he would be. Of course. Uh, as he is in character. Well, you, you fell apart, apparently. So Yes, I did. <laughs> but uh, Keenan and, and uh, the girls on the show, Kate McKinnon, uh, yes. Cecily Strong. Yes. And... Uh, Cecily Strong, the, uh, the the black, the one black girl. That no, no, she's not oh, black. So, no, who's no. the black? Didn't they put a black? They put yeah, so, I don't know. I can't person? pronounce her name. But um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, anyway, these three girls, they get up and they do backups. And Keenan sings, uh, I think, A Whole Lot of Lovin', like the Blues Brothers. Or, you know, that's the way I attribute to. Yeah, yeah. Give, no, Gimme, give Gimme give some lovin'. Okay. Yeah, he performs it uh, with the band, with the girls singing the backup, all dressed up. To the nines, you know, in, in character, nobody sees it. And it's fantastic. He's got a great singing voice. It gets the crowd going, which is clearly why they do it. Yeah, yeah. The girls do the backups and they're into it. And I feel I was always that they probably were annoyed that they had to get in other costumes besides their first <laughs> costumes. But I think they like it. But who knows? But it really does get the crowd going and it's really interesting and you never see it. And I'm surprised they don't. Um, you know, sometimes show it once in a while because it's very interesting. It is cool to hear about because, you know, that's like something you're saying. No one really gets to go in there and see it. So yeah. especially there's a little like uh, Easter egg. Yeah. And uh, here's the other life. thing that I wanted to talk about that I didn't get to talk about last week. Uh, there was a sketch that um, Sarah was in 
where they were these three girls. Uh, I feel like her name is Sashira or something. The, the, yes, the black girl and um, <laughs> and um, and an, another girl. Uh, I think Cecily Strong. They were um, in a riverboat, like on a riverboat, you know, an old school riverboat, like uh, dancing to the uh, you know whatever they were doing. They were doing dancing. Do you remember that sketch at <laughs> yes, all? Yes. Yeah, it wasn't very good. But they were all talking like we didn't even want to be on this river. Like they would stop, they would dance, and they'd sing, and then they'd say we don't even want to be on this riverboat. We <laughs> yes. don't know why we're here. Yes. Anyway, it was okay. But the best part when you're there, it was the strangest thing. The choreographer is there dancing behind the camera, doing the choreography with them with her back turned. So the whole time you're watching this very attractive woman. I know me and Michael, we couldn't take our eyes off of her. Like, I mean, this is a guy, he's like trying to watch all of Sarah's stuff. He's trying to be a good boyfriend. And we couldn't take our eyes off this woman because she's there. We don't, first we thought it was an audience member who just got into the music. We didn't know. And then we realized she knows all the steps. <laughs> so it's clear. And she's like flailing her arms up and down and doing all the sets and singing along too. So they could watch her when you don't know the choreography so they can see her doing it. And that was fascinating. Because, you know, cool. you don't, you know, you never think that they have to learn dancing and singing during the week, too. And it must be very difficult. So they have somebody there to try and, like, you know, just the way they would have a cue card. It sounds like an amazing amount of But it was of work. funny because the girl kept getting mm-hmm. moved by the camera guy. So we actually still thought, even though we were like, no, this must be the choreographer. Then we're like, no, it isn't because they keep moving her. But they, I guess they just kept moving her for the camera work. But she was really pretty. And, and um, she was keeping step with the yeah yeah she was doing she was all the stuff in the dancing while, and, while they're moving her yeah while they're moving yeah it was amazing <laughs> it was it was uh, kind of badass you have to respect it that she's awesome. uh, really into it uh, also uh, Jim Carrey is hosting the next one oh, really? on October twenty fifth with uh, the girl's name who's re- you know Iggy Azalea who yes. I like to pronounce as Nadel Dazim Adel Adel Nazim Adel Dazim yeah <laughs> you know the way John Travolta pronounced uh, Adina Menzel at the Oscars <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, he's promoting Dumb and Dumber Two. Oh, that's right. Because I was surprised they would be interested in having him at this point. I'm not sure what he's up to. Uh, but uh, then Chris Rock is returning. I heard about that. Yeah, with Prince. Yeah, that is what. <laughs> I, I was thinking you were telling me us about your after party that you went to, and all I could think about when I saw that is, what the hell is that after party going to be like? I don't, um, <laughs> you know, there'll be a lot of security. Uh, <laughs> well, it's funny; it's uh, probably two of the most polite black guys uh, <laughs> you'll ever meet. You well know. spoken. Uh, but uh, he's promoting this movie called Top Five, which I believe Rachel has a part in. Our friend oh, Rachel Feinstein, very nice, uh, which is very exciting. Um, yeah, Prince is—he uh, just released two. Uh, albums actually, uh, and they bowed at number one on the Billboard charts. Which does anybody read that anymore? I'm not sure. One of them got a very high review, and one got a low review. Uh, Double disc. So now, all right, let's move on. We were gonna let's just move on. Well, let's you know, let's go to the Mulaney thing. Let's go to the Mulaney. We want to talk about Thursday nights eventually, but yes. Well, let's let's just talk about Thursday nights for a second. I want okay. to talk about Thursdays, and then we'll go to the Mulaney thing. And it's funny how you know it's like we don't have guests sometimes because I just run out of time. I mean, I got so much stuff to talk about. We have an hour in between football and TV. I mean, you know, I know. Talk I mean, about it, that for you know, five it's hours. the season. It's true. Join us in February. We'll have nothing <laughs> to decide. You know? So then we'll have guests galore. But um, I want to talk about the Thursday night lineup. We never got to it, and. Uh, so we're going to break it up, and we'll just start with ABC because they have, uh, you know, Grey's Anatomy starting at eight o'clock on Thursday, and they're season eleven. Jesus Christ! Can you believe that? You forget sometimes. I also have uh, they they did pretty good. In, I have the ratings too. Scandal starts its fourth season at nine. So ABC's got a huge winning lineup this week uh, or this uh, Thursday nights because they also have this complete runaway show called How to Get Away with Murder, which just got picked up. Uh, for a full season or another season because it's doing very well in the ratings or holding its ratings. It's like number That's 12. That's the one with Viola Davis. Uh-huh, and it's doing very well. And uh, I have all the... Uh, yeah, people seem to really like that one. I hear a lot about that. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's fun. Like I said, it's uh, ironically, it's like kind of my favorite premise because it's like a school teacher with her students getting into the, uh, you know, the... You know, like she's helped doing her students with getting into like a, a mystery or a case. And it says right cool. here, she's a professor at a prestigious Philadelphia university who, with her and her students becomes entwined in a murder plot. Um, and the series asks, you know, asks right after her scandal. So uh, it's a pretty good deal. So ABC's got a huge hit. Now, I just wrote a new article for the Huffington Post today. So you read it when it was online, or you read it no. when I, Oh, I see, because uh, that's what I thought. Oh, so, yeah. oh sorry. I get, I, I, I'm sure it got 
posted. It did get posted. So <laughs> it got posted today. Um, the Huffington Post article where I talk about how NBC should really not bother signing on because they are a mess. They're a mess. Funny thing. They're number one. How? How is that possible? Sunday Night Football. And, and the, the Voice. And The Voice. It's propelling them to number one. All of their shows are horrid. They really All are. of their shows, this is what I wrote about in the Huffington Post. You can see the article, you know, look at my name, look at the Huffington Post, are just okay. Right. Besides some of the horrid ones, uh, the other ones are just okay. And that they've been gliding by on that for 15 years, 30 Rock. Yes, a critical success, not a rating success, just okay. Parks and Rec, Community, all just okay. Now, here's what I wanted to tell you. NBC, this year, they have a new show called Bad Judge with uh, Kate Walsh, who uh, next week I'm going to go into that because uh, she's a mess. Oh, yeah, I have been yeah, watching yeah. this show because uh, I do find Kate Walsh kind of sexy, and uh, it's a really bad show. And it, it, she's okay, and it just doesn't matter. Uh, let me give you the plot. The series chronicles the personal life and the wild lifestyle of Rebecca Wright, a tough-as-nails judge serving on the Los Angeles County Circuit Court, whose time off the bench is spent partying and displaying a reckless behavior. Her reputation is about to be tamed and judged by Robbie Shoemaker, an eight-year-old boy whose parents... Re I read that the wrong way. <laughs> I don't know. That kid wasn't on last week, so I don't know. I know she uh, sleeps with a lot of guys. And that literally almost sounds like the same like elevator pitch for Mysteries of Laura. Uh, there you go. That's what I wrote in the article. It's the exact same thing. Two older but very pretty women very pretty, who dress yeah. horribly in the daytime and then dress up at night and have civil service jobs. Jesus. Isn't that the strangest thing? It really Both is. on NBC. I see what they're going for. They have no audience, I guess. They're going for... Women in that age group, I guess, you know, the 40-year-old, 18 to 49, but the mostly 40 to 49-year-olds, I guess, is my thing. Now, here's what I want to tell you about. Yeah. A show called A to Z. Now, you okay? watch this, I, right? I've become a fan. <laughs> I, uh, you were not a fan that, when that, I spoke no, to that you that show is going week. to get canceled. Now, we, you know, I have a prediction about it before I saw it. Okay. But the ratings are horrible. Horrible. And this show is a quality show. If you, okay. You're saying it's actually better than some of the other crap that's on NBC. I'm saying it's better than everything I've All seen. All of the crap. Better than NBC. Selfie. The series follows the lives of Andrew, which is the A, an employee at an internet dating site who dreams of meeting the girl of his dreams, and Zelda, the Z, A to Z, a no-nonsense lawyer. Ugh. <laughs> oh, I want to see a nonsense lawyer one day <laughs> who is raised by a hippie mother and carries a rebellious streak. It sounds horrible, right? Okay. Yeah, by an a... accident, chance of fate, Zelda meets Andrew to resolve a mismatched dating dispute, and those two single people suddenly find themselves falling for each other. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's not it terrible, sounds horrible. But, but no, no, no. But I mean, you could go you Here's could the do thing. something. I'm a fan it. of romantic comedies. It it's sounds, a fact. Yeah, from everybody that... Knows I like, everybody knows I like Notting Hill. Whoopsie you daisy. Know, I like, right, right. I like Hugh Grant movies, whatever. Okay, Fang. so sometimes I can be a, a sucker, but I also like the other stuff too. So I watch this show because I'm trying to watch everything so we can talk about it on the show. And I, I, was, I was enthralled. I don't know. You know, it's like I was watching it and I'm like, it's stupid, it's stupid. But the, but the people who are playing the actors aren't annoying me like they do on other shows. So already they're not annoying me. I saw the girl on Broadway and she was very good. Oh, she's uh, Broadway she actress. Once. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. That's Apparently she show. was also, in How I Met Your Mother, she was... The surprise. Oh, that's I, I guess read I that she it. was yeah. the mother. I, I guess. guess whatever. In the one shot, so, um, they did. But they're not annoying, and the premise was excellent. It was about that he had seen her at this club. I don't want to spoil it because I I've recommended to two people to watch it on demand, and they have agreed that it's really good. You should and, and the pilot actually the pilot is the you. best pilot I've ever seen. I wrote it in the post article. It's oh, the best right, pilot I've ever seen. Literally, I mean, literally, and quite frankly, after it, I was like, they shouldn't do another episode because it falls. <laughs> it 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 twenty two minutes of uh, really just winds up really great with a really great ending, and uh, I watched it again next week to see if they could maintain, you know, what it, what they had in the first pilot, and I was like, no, it can't maintain it, it can't maintain it, and the ending got me again. So it now, was an excellent ending, and I was uh, kind of hooked. Were you falling out of it up until the ending, and then they rehooked you? I think you? I was trying to fall out of it, so I'm not sure. Because you figured There's it was going to There's a lot suck. of stuff that's basic that you don't need in the regular sitcom stuff, and the supporting characters are a little annoying. <laughs> but the two lead characters are, um, they're, they're good. 
they're um, they're interesting, and uh, I don't know, really like the show. So, but it's going to be canceled in a second. It's got the worst ratings ever. Where is it placed? Did you, did you do you have like an exact? Uh... It's not placed. I only have the top oh, twenty five. Oh, wow, so it's, it's not... hard to get ratings. I'm finding it difficult. Like, I have the ratings. Well, we did look at the Billboard the other day and uh, Billboard.com rating. Or, no, no. No, no, but it's still hard to find them. The uh, It's not on the top 25. Mystery of Laura's moved out of the top 25. Um, NCIS moved down. It was up at three last week. Moved to 18. I don't know why. Scorpion uh, stays at, once upon a time, moved up from 21 to 10. Wow. It was a huge... Success and it's taking on. I mean, it's doing well against Sunday Night Football. That's really it's impressive. Doing really well. It got a seven point nine two rating, and football got an eleven. You know, it's sick. Uh, that was the Giants Eagles. Oh, I'm sorry. Football got an eighteen. An eighteen <laughs> in uh, viewers, and you know everything else pales in comparison to football. So that's why NBC is number one. I mean, it's amazing. And Mulaney, which we're going to talk about, got a two point one. Mulaney Oof. is a horrible. Horrible show with uh, a comedian who apparently used to write for Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Let's take a listen to some of the stand-up. Comedy was the first time I ever tried hard at anything. I was very lazy as a kid. And it was always very frustrating because at my school, you got a grade and below it, you got a grade for effort. <laughs> my mom once got so frustrated with me. She was like, you know, I wouldn't mind if you had all C's and D's as long as you had A's in effort. I was like, that wouldn't make you sad? If you knew that's what was going on? If my teachers were like, Mrs. Mullaney, John is trying as hard as he possibly can. He is using every chromosome of his brain, the only brain he will ever have with him. He is pushing that to its limit. That's an F right there. Your son is an idiot, but a sweet, hardworking idiot. Now, if you could see the video, Jack and I are staring at each other like we can't even believe. Now, that guy has his own TV show. That guy has his own TV show. I don't like to get made fun of. I guess being a comedian was a bad idea. The worst heckle I ever had was when I was doing stand-up in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, which is a real place. I was doing stand-up comedy in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and a man yelled, and I quote, Excuse me, sir. I think I speak for everyone here when I say that we would enjoy silence more than the sound of your voice. What a mean heckle. But also, how very eloquent. What a beautiful turn of phrase. To enjoy silence more than the sound of your voice. If that was the last line of a Maya Angelou poem, you would just shut the book and look out the window. Think about what you did with your life. Now he's just pandering. Um, <laughs> if that's his story, he's like, I can't believe I went to Tennessee and a guy told me I'd rather have silence. You know, when I used to do stand-up on the road, they used to call me Jew Boy. <laughs> that's a story that people are interested. Wow, that's tough. Big deal. This jerk-off goes and you're like, you should be silent. Like he said, he was so polite about it. That's your that's your stand-up? So his stand-up thing is that he was so boring that a, a southern guy was like nicely saying, like, no, hey, no, we don't want to listen to I don't even think he was saying you. he was boring. He's just... But he is boring. My friend, Mike Royce, who, uh, yes. you know, uh, everybody loves Raymond, uh, created Men of a Certain Age. Yes, yes. Uh, then the show ran uh, Enlisted. He is this guy. I mean, if he... He is exactly this guy. He's kind of white, you know, just um, this is what you're going to get, you know, Midwestern kind of guy. It's funny because I see that in him where I can see Mike getting a TV show years ago if he was this guy. I mean, I just don't understand where Lauren Michaels is like, you know what? You should have a TV show. I ordered a chicken sandwich the other day, and it came with the choice of either salad or fries, the two most different foods in the universe. <laughs> Do you want salad or fries? That's like saying, hey, do you want to go for a jog or free-based cocaine? <laughs> I can't take it anymore. I have more clips and I can't, I can't do it. Now, here is... Um, now, he's got... Um, Nas, you know, that beautiful Nassim Padred, Padred, yeah, whatever, on, her, on his show, and I think she's so hot and ridiculously talented. Is she not on SNL anymore? She's no, she's off. not. She's, okay. She left it to do Mulaney. Oh, good for her. Good choice. 
Try to be nice to this one. It's not my fault, John. You just pick bad women. Most of the time, I'm perfectly friendly. I swear to God, if that is a person. That's the show. That's the actual show. Wait, did she that's say That's a clip from the show. If that is a person? Yeah, that's that's the gag. She's <laughs> like, yeah, it's like the, the uh, I'm very nice to people. Do if that is a person, that's some of the dialogue. If you didn't tell me that, like, who that was, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds kind of familiar," I would have thought that was like an outtake from a shitty sketch on SNL. That, well, listen to this. <laughs> Hearing about childbirth can make me really dizzy. I can even faint. It all started in the seventh grade when we watched the Miracle of Life video. All those 1980s actors with their sperm and their fallopian tubes. <laughs> I was out. When I came to, I was lying on the floor looking up at a poster of LeVar Burton that said, "Read." <laughs> afraid of vaginas i am not i think they're great i feel about vaginas the way i do about america i love it but every once in a while it does things that disgust me well ladies Sundays. <laughs> uh does that sound funny to you i i don't know i mean i mean the last line's okay it's well yeah, written the, 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 but who yeah. cares but that I also... was from the actual show that is not his stand-up bit it sounds the actual like show. stand-up, and I don't like the two converging in that fashion. Well, this makes Seinfeld look like Lawrence Olivier. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm thinking. I mean, this is a disaster. It, the ratings are you, you saw a two two point one. You know, where where Once Upon a Time's getting a seven, and football's getting an eighteen, and it's going against football. But I mean, it's bad. I will say they didn't do it any favors. Now here, because let me, let me explain something to you about John Mulaney, alright? You want to play old man stuff? You know, alright, I'm an old man. You want to hear comedy? Let's, you want to come? It. Kid, you know what good comedy is? Alright? Would you welcome Mr. Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah. crowd, you know? I tell you, I'm never lucky at gambling, you know? I was in a game show. I won a 20-day cruise in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> I tell you, with me, nothing works out, you know? I'm still heavy. I can't lose any weight. Now, last week, I went nuts. I tried the rice diet. Between meals, kept folding my shirts. <laughs> and my doctor, he don't help either. He told me to run five miles a day for two weeks. I called him up. I said, Doc, I'm 70 miles from my house. <laughs> what a doctor. And I saw my dentist, too, another beauty. I said to him, Doc, look at my teeth. They're all getting yellow. He told me to wear a brown necktie. You know, this is uh, Rodney, like... Um, like the last part of the Tonight Show, like with Johnny Carson. Yeah, like, yeah, so, yeah. so this is at the end of his career. Is it his best material? No, but it's still better. This is like what he came up with when he was like on his way. You know, when, when he was the, older. He's on the downs. He's on the, the back it's nine. Still better than the thirty-year-old Mulaney. <laughs> I tell you, I meet the wrong people. That's my trouble. Like last week, I met the Surgeon General. He offered me a cigarette. <laughs> I tell, you, I tell you, last week was a rough week for me last week. I saw my kid and a milkman going to a father and son dinner. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He was the man, you know. I mean, I, I loved him so much. And it's just like when you hear something like that, and that was, again, like I said, he was he's probably 40 years older than John Mulaney there. And uh, I don't want to compare comics. I feel... I. I don't understand where John Mulaney is making a show about stand-up comedy. Like, who would see him do stand-up and say, that's a show? It's really funny you said because while you just played him back-to-back -back, uh, as a younger gentleman here, uh, listening to Rodney there, like, it almost, it just pisses me off because I think about, uh, there's probably a dozen comics right now working who I would pick to have a show over this John Mulaney. He has no charisma. Jack? You could have a show. <laughs> I mean, you, you have charisma. You're thank pleasant you. to look at. Oh, thank you, sir. Because um, right now you have all your hair, but <laughs> come see me in 20 years. Because uh, you stress too much. So hey, I'm, I'm worried a, about you. I'm a Jew. I know. And I'm just worried. Do you realize that if you, 
if you just relax, you might be able to keep your hair. I don't care what anybody says that is genetics or, or all the hair, you know. That's that the stuff. advice I, from Dr. David Juskow. I think I got this job and I started stressing and all of a sudden I started losing my hair. <laughs> uh, you know, it just happens. <laughs> just be prepared. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, yeah, NBC was in first place and so Fox is dying. Uh, yeah, what is going on there? They I don't like know. Oh, I got to tell. I'm just going to jump in on yeah. Fox for a second because I've watched Bones since it started. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I have never seen that show. I, in all I, my I, life. I like procedurals. I like David Boreanaz. He seems like a nice well, guy. Well, because you liked uh, Angel and stuff like that. So yeah, that's I, did. Oh, I yeah, can yeah, understand I that. I totally understand. And that. I like uh, you know the De, De Chanel uh, yeah. sister, um, but. I stopped watching it because they uh, they they killed off like a main character and it was just one of those like major jump the shark moments. Really? It's in season but it's, ten. Yeah, it's in season ten. Season right? so ten. That's bound to happen once in a while. Let me just see. Um, I just want to say what. Uh, yeah, Fox still has Bones on Thursday, and then they have this show Grace Point, which is not working. It's got horrible ratings. Is it getting bad ratings? It's, it's getting I, bad ratings. It'll probably be canceled. It's good. Is it? It's only a ten. Like it? It's a ten-part limited series. I know, but I don't know what it will. You think they'll pull it. it before that? I do. You Ooh. know, last year I just want to say at this time, uh, ABC had Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Do you remember oh, that? That's right. It's funny that they're doing so well now. They moved Grey's Anatomy to that spot, but that's what they had uh, first. And that show, I didn't. I watched the first two episodes, and then I didn't bother because I knew it was going to get canceled. <laughs> I, um, I think we have. Uh, do we have something about that? No. <laughs> uh, sometimes we have some of the cancellation stuff that's funny. Uh, well, what happened was ABC also, they really, see, ABC figured it out. They Once Upon a Time in Wonderland didn't work. They had uh, a Scandal, which of course works, but then the, they had a show after Scandal called The Assets, the lowest rated drama premiere ever on a network. The Assets was CIA counterintelligence officer Sandy Grimes works to save Soviet intelligence officers from being exposed by a mole inside her organization. Again, when you have a girl CIA thing, sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. I mean, Homeland, it works, but these women, I'm sorry, it's just not real. It's just not. We talked about this. It's just not real. The pilot episode episode earned a 0.7 rating. Now, this is at 10 o'clock, you know, after Grey's Anatomy you know, following scandal. What is that, like 850,000 people? I, it's probably, <laughs> it's around the people that listen to this show. Uh, and hey, then, they uh, got triple digits, David. And then what happened? Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, you know what? On January 10th, 2014, ABC canceled the assets due to low ratings. On June 21st, 2014, the remaining episodes began airing on Saturdays. But after just two additional airings, ABC again pulled the miniseries from new Saturday night time slot in favor of Sunday afternoons in late July and early August. The assets was never heard from again. Can you imagine? Not only you get it pulled off the air once, <laughs> then you get it pulled off the air twice, the then you the get summer. put to Sunday afternoons. In that might be the worst <laughs> thing I've ever heard for a poor show. I, I feel bad for the actors in the assets. It's like you don't even want the rest run. If when it's I gonna... mentioned the assets, had you even heard about it? Uh, it was a vague recollection from but last year. But look how year. they figured it out. They also had a show in the summer called Black Box. Oh, I saw, I, I read about this and uh, the... I, Catherine I, Black I, yeah. is a famous neurologist who secretly has bipolar disorder. The only person who knows is her psychiatrist, Vanessa Redgrave, that anti-Semite, <laughs> who has been with Catherine since her first break and has been a maternal figure for Catherine since her mother, who also... I'm so bored. I'm sorry, I fell asleep. Um, what happened to Black Box? Black Box ran for one season from April 24th to July 24th, 2014 on ABC. The program had a straight-to-series order with a 13-episode commitment. Wow. After one season, ABC canceled Black Box on August 7th, 2014. Vanessa Redgrave was never heard from again. Good. Good riddance. She's horrible. <laughs> you know, I mean, isn't that... They gave... I mean, that's a show they gave um, Car Blanche to. They said we're going for the full 13 episodes. I'm fascinated by Thursday nights. That's why we're taking so long. It's going to take like a couple of weeks to go through well, it. Well, we because should... Thursday nights, again, like I say in the article, is my yeah. CTV. That's all I was going to say. And what were we going to say? I was going to say that you made the point in your HuffPost article going back to when Friends was on and must see Thursdays. Right. And NBC is trying to relive that glory with their ridiculous bad judge and the <sighs> thing. And it's just not working. NBC does not have a good show. 
at all, and they're in big trouble. What you didn't get to that's Friends-related, which you'll have to get to next week, is uh, you went to a very interesting Friends-themed Right, uh, you can place. read about it in the Huff Post, but uh, for this week, we're finished. This is uh, the end of the episode. I think it was an okay episode. It wasn't really a classic. Not really, not really a classic. Not really. quite classic, no, really. Not classic, no. But, um, you know, it's a, we're back to the format, and it makes us happy, and we played some clips. Don't you think we're getting better every week? I do. We're getting multimedia better. That's right. We had clips. We had clips. Which I wonder when you hear it back, which uh, you know people will like it or not. Anyway, we'll see you next time on The Spread with Dave Jeskow. 